This is Jamie from Concert Addicts. This week we sat down with Toronto native singer-songwriter Scott Melman. He was in town wrapping up the final night of his joint tour with Halifax-born singer Rhea May. So without further ado, here's our chat. Enjoy! So you and Rhea May are currently touring. You played last We're night. We're done. We just finished. You just finished. Yeah. But you guys played last yeah, night. Yeah, we did. Um, so how did those joint tours go? Or joint tour dates go? It was awesome, man. Yeah. Like, I, I liked it in the... I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think when it's about the music and it's about the songs, it's like, it doesn't, like, you get the narcissism out of the way and it's yeah. like, you just get two acts together and play some fucking shows. Like, nice. it's just fun. That's yeah. a, that sounds like a, a, did you guys at any point, uh, like, do any collaboration together on stage? We or? didn't have time okay. to, like, figure that out. Yeah, because it was very we, quick. We, yeah, we, yeah, we put this tour together pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to write a song with her. I think she's phenomenal. That was my next writer. question. Yeah. You guys, uh. It seems like you guys would sort of fit together both yeah, your styles. I, I I like that I like I like that she she's I don't know, I, I'm just I think that she's not trying to be cool. Like she's just is cool and Writing she's from really her. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I like when I like when pop songs have like depth. Yeah. Because I think that's a challenge. I think anybody can try to be cool, but I think in order to write a song that you know, does really well on radio, but that still has like your heart in it. And might last longer. It's not gonna just sort of be yeah. popular. It might last because it's got more of yourself in it, I guess. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. I just think she's great. And, yeah. and you know what, this industry is is insane. And when you, when you find someone that's in it for all the right reasons, that's a great songwriter and it's just a good hang. She's hilarious. She's really <laughs> humble. I just, I, I, I gravitate towards that, that nice. kind of thing. I'm a sucker for for some reason for female singer-songwriters mm -hmm. and uh, yeah she definitely draws me in yeah and I can see that connection with their fans and you guys seem to see, your sounds seem to would they would go together uh, just seem like such a good pairing yeah so yeah so it'd be cool if you guys did a collaboration or wrote a song together yeah I'd love to a more in-depth tour at some point yeah yeah um, so obviously your sophomore album Hotel DeVille came out May Jeez, is it that long? Yeah, How long six, is that? Six months. Six months. Yeah, so congratulations on that. Thanks. Um, whereabouts did you record the album? I recorded it in Toronto. Okay. I started it in Montreal, though. Is that where the Hotel de Ville... Yeah, so my first record was called Augusta. Yeah. And it was like, I, I, it was the street I was living on when I oh, finished yeah, it yeah. in Kensington Market. And when I went to write my second record, I... I it was a lot of stuff. I mean, I had some songs already, but I felt like, like the time when I was like, okay, this is like my album time that I'm gonna yeah. sit down and think about what the fuck I'm gonna do <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, w I moved to Montreal for a month and a half uh, because of like this, a girl. Oh, yeah. She was actually my high school girlfriend who we, we broke up for three years. We didn't talk to each other for three years. And then I was still madly in love with her. And, uh, I, I realized that and I moved there because she had just broken up with her boyfriend, oh. so I swooped in there. <laughs> Tried to um, salvage something there. And I don't know, I, I guess I didn't, I don't think I knew that that was the beginning until I, fi excuse me, I finished my record. Yeah. And then I went back and I found this poem I'd written about the Hotel de Ville and living on that street and, um, you know, trying to make this relationship work. Pretty important. And that ended moment. up being the, the intro to the record is that poem that I wrote. Oh, okay. So. so that makes it felt sense. like the beginning. It felt like that's where I started the record. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to call it that because I think I, I felt like a lot of the songs sort of emanated from that sort of attempt to, you know, love someone Rekindle and make it love and 
just dive both feet in without yeah it. like i just was like i don't want to be single anymore <laughs> yeah, and yeah. i i want to like do it like yeah. for reals like yeah commit wholeheartedly yeah i feel like people now like they, they, there's so much like cold feet and I'm like, no, I want a traditional as fuck relationship. Yeah. I want to make it work. I want to, I want to be good. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard. It is, but it's, it's like, it's such a good, like it's what, it, it's the most worth it challenge to like, it, it, at least for me. It definitely me. can be. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I mean I, for some people, I've been, I've been with the same person for eight years yeah. and I wouldn't change a thing. Mm -hmm. It's trials and tribulations and committing to it. It's, it's hard, mm -hmm. but I could understand wanting to attain that. I'm a, habitual relationship person i've never been single for a long period of time since i started dating so uh i can see that mm -hmm. and then yeah makes sense that that emotional connection to that and tie it to your new album because you'd be pulling a lot of inspiration for yeah well i mean i think the attempt to do that is in and of itself um it's coming from a place of like if you are going to be with someone in that capacity i think you have to like do some reflection or figure out who you want to be yeah. and i think that like the get, getting together with her was like it was it, it forced me to sort of go like okay like how am I going to be a good person yeah. and how am I going to you know rectify some of the things that I don't like about myself that makes complete sense and now I feel like that's what the record is yeah yeah that's, so, well, that's very important that makes sense yeah it's not just some name you saw on the side of a building you were driving by so no <laughs> it seems more personal yeah um now that you have two albums out does that make building your set list each night harder or easier? no it makes it way easier because you just grab a f half from each and just throw them in. Well, yeah, and I think that it, it can be, a, it, now it's about, like, when you don't have the, the repertoire, it's like, you just gotta play the songs that you have, but yeah. once you have enough songs, I've always really wanted to curate, like, a show for people. Like, yeah. I don't want it to just be, like, the hits. I, yeah. want it to, I want it to be an experience for people, and I feel like with enough content, you can really curate that for people. Nice. And then you can surprise people with stuff. Yeah. Like I played a song called Apathy last night, okay. which is a song I wrote when I was like 15. It was one of the first songs I released. It wasn't even on it's Augusta. E okay. It was before Augusta. Okay, so it's not on either album. No, no. It's, it was on a it's tiny EP before Augusta. Okay. okay. And someone yelled it out and we were gonna play an Alanis Morissette cover and I was like, fuck it, let's play Apathy. <laughs> and it's just this total, it's like totally rock and roll. And yeah. It was really fun, you know? Yeah. Like, so you, there's those moments you can have them. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Like throwing yeah. in those random uh, deep cuts is, yeah. yeah. Deep and people, cuts. Deep cuts, yeah, like, yeah, it's weird to yeah. say that, but yeah, the deep cuts. <laughs> no, it's awesome, it's, it makes it more fun. Yeah. It keeps you on your toes. <laughs> you know, you're only six months out from your last album, but have you already started looking ahead to your next yeah I feel like I look ahead and I look I look at the moment too like I, I'm always writing and thinking about songs um, and just like stay aware of things that are going on in my life yeah like like I just wrote, I'm writing I was writing the song about my mom a couple of days ago yeah. so yeah like I'm just always writing and I think that you know I that's what I did with my second record I, after I guess I was kept writing yeah. and then once it was time to put a record together it, it felt a little bit less like pressure because there were some did have stuff songs. to work on yeah I think kind of complicated actually was written before I sat down to like write my record it was like already in it the was bag. there yeah I just and added it was like oh, okay this fits so well on this record and it just made sense so nice that's, yeah so do you keep like uh, just randomly grab a scrap of paper or do you keep a journal or something or I all types of stuff just whatever whenever the inspiration I have a journal you. I, I do a lot of stuff on my phone. I've got a yeah. ton of voice notes. Yeah, that makes sense. And like phone notes too. Yeah, that's yeah, I do the same thing, lots of voice I notes. I gotta organize that shit. Oh my God, talking about it stresses me out. <laughs> my phone is just a mess of voice notes because that's oh. the only way I keep anything. Yeah. It's today's notepad, right? Yeah. Um, so I've seen you recently covered the Tragically Hips Week Kings uh, 
that was uh, in the last month or so. Yeah. Um, how important was were the tragically are the tragically hip and was Gord Downey to your musical journey to becoming, you know, as a Canadian? Massive. Yeah. I mean, I was raised by British okay. people. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I, you know, I was raised on British pop music pretty much. Yeah. And when I started learning to play music, um, it was at the same time when I also started, you know, kind of figuring out who I was and creating an identity, I guess, for myself. And being Canadian was a massive part of that. Yeah. And also having music that was my own. Like my parents didn't listen to the hip. Yeah. So the, the hip was one of those bands that was like, this is my this band. This is yours, yeah. Um, but I mean, Gord Downey, like, I mean, Gord Downey was a writer that was able to write songs where it's like you could get what you wanted out of it. Okay. Yeah. And I felt, I feel like the, like being, that's the testimony to being a great writer. Like if you can write a song like 38 years old, where I think most people just think that song's about a 38 year old dude that's never kissed a girl, but yeah. it's actually about a dude that is in jail because he killed a guy. Jesus. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, holy shit, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and so you can go back and like, you can get so much out of his music. And yeah. To know that that's a possibility as a 15 year old that wants to write songs, it's important. Like you can you can write songs with so many layers and, and, and the intention doesn't just have to be like, yeah. I'm writing a song about a girl. Yeah. Because I want You can have depth to, like, to it. Yeah, and, like yeah. The, the, the depth was, Amazing. I mean, and just just what an amazing person. Yeah. What a great role model for other artists to you know like be good. Yeah. Did and you ever then, get a chance to see them perform live? I saw him on the last tour. Oh, geez. I was I was getting my friend. I went to go grab a beer yeah. for my me and my friend, and then I came and I was in the, in the aisle in the ACC. Yeah. And it and then it was the moment where the band left the stage and he was just waving. Yeah. And then I was like. He's saying goodbye yeah. to me right now. Yeah. Like he's saying farewell fucking well. It's pretty emotional. And I emotional. started bawling my eyes out. And I'm in the aisle with two beers and everyone's like, who's this seven? He was this 12 year old with two beers like bawling. <laughs> but oh my God, like what a performer. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's important to me. So yeah. I, I don't, I mean, mu like I don't really know how to deal with stuff besides playing music so that was what a we good did. outlet yeah we just played the song well you keep putting great stuff out so thanks <laughs> yeah. um so what is your favorite city in canada and why is it vancouver <laughs> <laughs> i love vancouver yeah. i've had a lot of great experiences here and i i think people here um have a really good attitude of th about things yeah. my favorite city will always be my home toronto obviously yeah but I love Vancouver. I like not living here because I get to come here as a visitor yeah. and, and like people are hospitable here. Yeah. <laughs> They're just good. They're yeah. just good people, wholesome hearts. Um, yeah. yeah. For some reason, I always leave here hungover too. Yeah, it happens. There's a lot, of yeah. good time, a, lot of, a lot of good times are had here. I also feel like it's because I don't think people party here as hard as like Toronto or yeah. Montreal. So I feel like I have to make up for it. <laughs> You're pushing the envelope a little yeah, bit further. Yeah, like this is what it, the this possibilities are. This is what the rest are. of the world's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Some people party pretty hard though. Yeah. Um, so not too long ago, you spoke at a public school event in Ontario for the Rise Above campaign. Yeah. Um, an effort to fight cyberbullying. Um, how important is it to ensure the next generation have the tools to deal with cyberbullying? Um, it's really important. Uh, I think more important than we actually realize. And I think it's not even just about cyberbullying. I think the internet is insane. 
Like, I think it's... I think, like, I think if you... Like, how I've been looking at it recently is, like, when we were, like, ancient farmers, you know, you'd have a dude next to you, and he'd be doing way better than you. And you'd look over the fence, and you'd, like, what's he... How is he doing so well? And then you'd get his tricks, and you'd learn them, and you'd yeah. do as well as he is. But now we have seven billion farmers, yeah. and they're all lying about how good they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, how does that, like, make, it's going to make you feel like crap all the time. Yeah. And I think... Uh, the, the nice thing about this campaign was just telling kids, you can turn your phone off. That makes sense. You know? Just walk away. It's, it's so important to know that that world isn't, A, isn't real. Yeah. Well, it is real, but it's... it's to a it's, degree, yeah. There's, there's, there's the ability to walk away from it is, I think, something that needs to be learned and taught. And I think it's really good that, to ask people, like, make more people at my age should be asked to talk to younger people because I think I... You know, we know about how this thing works a little, maybe a little better than you know what my parents might perceive it as. Yeah, and as because I grew up with like the sh the worst part of it, which was like there was no regulation. Like I had Honesty Box. Do you yeah. remember Honesty Box? I vaguely remember that was pre that was after my generation. It was like Facebook. You had yeah. Facebook, and then you had an app called Honesty Box, which people allowed write people whatever to write whatever they want anonymously about oh. you. It was evil. That was like awful. it was evil. Yeah, and um, I think now there's a little bit more. Understand. But I think just to tell kids like like I know, I get it. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. And it like like it's it's messes with your goals. And, and you I think at the end of the day we want kids to succeed and be happy and totally. if you're like if you have a goal set and then you're on your phone and you're looking at Kim Kardashian like that's so weird. It's distraction. It's all distraction. Uh, just, just enjoy and yeah. Just, so I think the, the, you know, rise above and, you know, take a pause was a really cool thing to say to kids because I think it's important. Yeah, I thought it was that. a very cool thing for you to get involved with that. I, I imagine somebody who's super active on social media would have a ton of cases where you uh, really experience trolling and all sorts of different extreme yeah. craziness on social and media. And I just agreed with what they thought was the answer, which is just like walk away from it. And when you come back, trust me, it'll be funny. Yeah. Like I had to do call me a noodle arm. Or something, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm fucking new arms, And then I walked away, and I came back, and I was like, "Kind of have new arms." Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, it's just takes a minute. Take the emotion out of yeah. it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, uh, just last couple questions here. Um. I've heard that you might be a fan of the show Friends. Huge fan. Huge fan. Um. Favorite character. Janice. Yeah? No. <laughs> I like, I think, I think. It's a deep cut too. I gotta say, I know it's, I know it's lame, but I think, I think um, Chandler's my favorite. Character. Yeah, that's, that's a good choice. He's funny. He's also the most normal of all of them, I find. Yeah. Like, yeah. although Ross is pretty great too. Yeah. Like, it's the a hard thing, thing. The thing I find about the friends that, I, I think the reason why I like it is because it's like the Beatles of TV. Yeah. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, if you say you don't like it, you're lying. Yeah. It's ran for 10 seasons. So it's, it's, a, it's great. It's like the best. It's so good. And yeah, I don't know. I like the idea that um, the whole America was, everybody was watching. Yeah, like, it's crazy, because... It's just, I don't know what it is about Friends, but I just love Friends. I, I read a piece of trivia yesterday that said that each of the members of Friends still earn $20 million a year in residuals from the show. Insanity. Yes. So it's still popular. Yeah. Reruns everywhere. It's a nostalgia thing, too. I yeah. think we're looking at the 90s and going, wow, we thought yeah. that was bad. Yeah. 
So <laughs> I like to, it makes me feel okay. Like I'm eating, you know, Lipton soup it, it's and I'm very, seven years it's old. It's very beige and very... My mom, and yeah. like, you know. It's like leave it to beaver for our generation. Donald Trump is still like some Does, weird billionaire on reality TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not some monster. And Bill Cox. Oh, yeah, get yeah. Into it. You know what I mean? No, it's, it yeah. just makes me feel good. It's, yeah, it's like the yeah. leave it to beaver for our generation. Exactly. It's just wholesome and nice. And, yeah, I can totally see yeah. that. That's, that's exactly why I watch it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, last question. Um, what music are you listening to and drawing inspiration from right now? Um, I'm drawing inspiration from, uh, I really like this band called Always. I think they're Right, record two great. V's. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. really good. Um, I've lots of Billy Joel, like lots of hit, like old hits. I've been listening to. Um, yeah, but I, when I write, I I try to turn the music off actually, and I read a lot. I read, read this book called Of Human Bondage by Somerset Mom, which really is really great. And I I think I'm, my writing is getting a lot more like reflective. Like I'm looking back on things a lot because yeah. I think that's really fun for me. Like I'm, I just wrote the song about my mom, and I'm, I, I was thinking about writing the song about my old house that I used to live in. So yeah, nice. but always they're yeah. great. Yeah, um, they are. They're awesome. Uh, this guy, what was his name? Shit. Um. Oh, what's his name? Uh, no, I forget now. Twisting your brain up my after a night out. My friend just showed me him. It's all good. It's okay. It's all good. Let me see my phone. What did I just add? I'll tell you what the last three things I added That's to my perfect. music. Just like to share what uh, new things get people listening to stuff. Um, open. Jody Mitchell. Nice. Randy Newman. Okay. Always S love Randy Newman. Super classic. Business as usual by Men at Work. Oh, come Doo -doo 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 -doo. on. Yeah. Doo -doo -doo -doo. It's just um, fun. Always Paul Simon. Okay, yeah. All the time. Crazy writer. And there's this record. There's two records I would, I'm going to recommend to all people. Okay. First one is called, it's, the band is called Turnover. Okay. Um, and the record is called, it's called what? Hold on. Where are you? Not their newest one. No. No. It's called... What's it called again? Um, Peripheral Vision. Peripheral Vision. By Turnover. By Turnover. And um, I'd also recommend, these are both the saddest, this, this is the saddest music on my phone. Yeah. That record, and there's a record by Sun Kill Moon called Benji. Okay, yeah, Sun Kill Moon, can't go wrong with them. It's, some people will hate it, yeah. but I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's one of those, Sun Kill Moon's one of those bands that bands listen to. Yeah. And some <laughs> musicians listen to, and some yeah. people outside that circle don't get They're it. They're like, I don't understand yeah. this. But that, that's been pretty cool. I, I think he's really good, so. That's perfect. And then, yeah, like, old hits. Billy Joel. Dig those old. I want Billy Joel all day. Yeah, dig those old classics, yeah. yeah. There's a reason why they're called classics. Yeah. They're classic. Yeah. But uh, that's all I have for you. Cool, man. That's perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, another fantastic chat. Check us out over at concertaddicts.com for the latest. Thank you for listening. Love, live, rock and roll.